Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 99. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is dusting off your personal photo projects. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this passion we share. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. In this episode, let's talk about personal photo projects. Personal photo projects are a valuable tool for photographers. They can center our work, help us push through creative ruts, and help us grow as visual artists. Today, I'll share a story about a small personal photo project I dusted off, finished up, and why I found that experience to be quite rewarding. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating and especially a review for the podcast. Ratings and reviews help keep the Stop Down Photography podcast on the charts where other photographers can find out about the show. Now, if you've listened to this podcast since the early days, I'm talking two plus years ago, back in 2020, you might remember an episode titled Put It on the Shelf. It was episode number 14. Yeah, number 14. We're at 99. It was episode 14. I'll put a link in the show notes for you if you didn't hear that one. But in that podcast, I talked about the non-linear habits that I have for finishing a photo. I don't usually complete a photo in one sitting. You know, After a photo shoot, I've come back from location, I've got the images into my photo library, They can sit there for weeks before I'll look at them again and process them. And I might start on a set of images, hit some kind of creative wall, I might jump to another project, uh, maybe I'll work on just a different image. Whatever it is, something stops that workflow. And in one way or another, I've put that work on a shelf to return to later. Well... We got to return to that shelf at some point, right? And if anything, just to look at what was there and decide, hmm, is it time to resume work on this? And that brings me to the story of this personal photo project I pulled off the shelf. I dusted it off and I finished it. It's a small photo project I entitled The Off Season. And this is something I conceived in preparation for a workshop I'd hosted in November of 2021 in Oregon. November along the Oregon coast is the off-season. Many things are closed down for the season or running at reduced hours, you know, minimal people around. And so I was looking for a photo project that would reach a little beyond my standard fare of landscapes and seascapes, and I wanted a theme to anchor that work, the off-season was born, and my aim was a set of six images that capture the off-season. So it's November of last year, so it's like six months ago. I was in and around Florence, Oregon for a couple of weeks, and I captured a variety of images in Old Town Florence that centered around that theme, the off-season. In December and January, I worked a little here and there on the images. I completed one or two I still hadn't whittled down the set to six photos, and the project stalled. It just went idle. The images stayed untouched, the project incomplete. The whole thing had taken residence on the proverbial shelf. Now fast forward to today, like you know, current time. This is May of 2022. I had started work on a different project, uh, something completely unrelated, 
I'm going through my library for images that would fit well, and I happened across some of the photos from Florence, Oregon. Oh yeah, the off-season thoughts of that project came flooding back. That's still a cool idea. I like it. So I finished gathering the images I needed for the project I was working on at the moment, some uh, assembly for, uh, for a video course I'm working on. But I went back to these Florence images, these Florence photos, and I found stuff in there that at the time I thought was kind of boring, but with fresh eyes having been removed from them for a while, some were a lot more interesting than I'd realized. And the reverse too. The images I thought were awesome when I captured them, well, they weren't always that great. And I also started to see more connections between these images. Thinking again along that theme, the off-season. All right, settled in, resumed work on the project, and I processed maybe 8 to 12 of the photos, whittled that down to 6, and ended up with three pairs of images. A pair showcasing the streets themselves, you know, empty in the off-season. A pair showing the sleepiness of a marina along the, the river, the Sayusla River there and a pair of shop fronts. You know, there were no people, no lines, no open doors, just the fronts of shops that were, if not closed, significantly reduced in hours during the off-season. And you can see this set of six images in the post for this episode on stopdownpodcast.com. Link is in the show notes. Of course, the link's in the show notes. You know me might have. The links are in the show notes. But, you know, it felt good to finish this project, to Go back to this thing that I had pressed pause on, put on the shelf. It's, uh, you know, crossing a finish line always feels nice. But it was more than that. It got me excited about bodies of work again. You know, not a series of singular images, which is what I usually produce. A set of images that tell a broader story. And I do like the number six. There's something about six images that just feels good to me. It was also creatively challenging to process a set of images in a similar way. The subject matter had a theme. I wanted the processing to have a theme. And uh, in this case, I went all black and white with you know, uh, pretty deep blacks and very crisp whites. Not quite high key, but some strong contrast there. And also, resuming the project was a firm visual reminder that there is more for me to photograph than my beloved landscapes. There are photo opportunities heading to and returning from and in between location visits. The whole experience of resuming this project that had sat dormant for several months, it was just a jolt of invigoration into my photography. So if you have a personal photo project that has sat dormant for a while, it's sitting on your virtual shelf, Take a look at it. Reach up to that shelf, pull something down, dust it off. You might find some great images and some great inspiration to keep your photography moving forward. If you've just listened to that going, well, Scott, that was interesting, uh, but you know, I don't have a photo project or I've always struggled to come up with photo projects. I have a suggestion for you. Have a listen to episode 52 of this podcast. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes, of course. Sing along with me. Link is in the show notes. Uh, what, what that episode goes through is uh, one of my approaches for trying to suss out photo projects based on your own photography. 
you can use the images in your library along with any metadata that's attached to it and bring out areas that you could grow photographically. You know, maybe it's exploring different focal lengths or shallower depths of field, different subject matter. Listen to the episode. It'll help you work through what you have in your library and ask a few questions about your photography and it can bubble up to a personal photo project or two or three. A little bit of studio news for you. I actually want to revisit uh, one topic from last podcast, episode 98. It was three tips for the Milky Way and something I didn't talk about that uh, listener Tony brought to my attention was when you're capturing the Milky Way photos, I talked about ISO and having to deal with noise later. He said, hey Scott, uh, what about long exposure noise reduction in your camera? And you know, why didn't you talk about that? Did you not turn it on? Or is there a reason for that? And the answer is for most of my photography, I have always left that feature off because it doubles the time it takes to capture a photo. What long exposure noise reduction does is, let's say you capture a photo for one minute and then the camera goes you know, dark. It kind of just looks at the sensor internally looking for you know, various heat signatures and all the magic that the engineers for cameras put in there to try to figure out are there you know, hot pixels or things like that and then use that information to remove it from the raw photo. But if you did a minute exposure, it's going to sit there and spend another minute analyzing its own sensor. So between photos, you know, I have two minutes now. And when I'm working on low light, say in landscapes or seascapes pre-dawn, I don't want to burn that time. But for astrophotography, it makes a whole lot of sense because you're doing an exposure that's, you know, six or seven or eight seconds. And it's not like the, the galaxies are spinning by at a rapid pace and you're going to miss the next photo. So it's a really good thought and a really good suggestion from Tony. Think about long exposure and noise reduction and turning that on in your camera if you're doing astro work. So Tony, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, sharing that tip and asking that question. The other bit of studio news is as I record this, I am preparing to head off to Big Sur for the Big Sur Experience Workshop. Uh, everyone's set to go. All the participants are set. The itinerary is, is taking as much shape as it can before we get boots on ground and we're in location because it's landscapes and weather always nudges us around in different directions. But uh, oh, very excited for, for this workshop and when I've returned and absorbed uh, some of the themes and things we did there, I will bring that to the, the podcast here and, and share some of that with you. So uh, if you're listening and you're going to Big Sur, chances are when this posts, it might be while we're in Big Sur together or shortly after. So, uh, But that's, that's kind of what's uh, happening for me in the next uh, couple of weeks here in mid-May of 2022. Thanks as always to everyone that supports the show through comments, reviews, shares, listening, sending in questions. All of that is so much appreciated. If you're interested in learning about more ways that you can support this podcast, links are in the show notes. Many ways are zero cost to you. 
doesn't cost you a penny, helps support the show. And of course, if you would like to support the show financially, you can make a one-time donation, a recurring donation. All the details are on stopdownpodcast.com. There is a support the show button on every page where you can learn about all the different ways you can support this podcast. And I'm going to stop talking now because I need to get packing for this workshop. I'm a little behind and uh, the camera gear is kind of taking care of itself. I know what I'm bringing there, but I got to go get, you know, clothes and, and the boots and everything else assembled and into a bag. So I am ready to take in everything that Big Sur will have to offer. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.